Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Hey, you know what's funny? Why? Now I'm dying laughing. Why? Because here's the thing. I wanted to say, yes, you did. <laughs> I wanted to say, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Okay. And you told me not I stopped to say it though, that I, But I corrected myself. But you said, hey. And then you looked at me with your eyes like. <laughs> Bug-eyed? Bug-eyed. Like. Doggone it. But I, I didn't do up. it. No, you made me mess up. I wasn't going to do oh, it. Really? Re- really? Yes, I was going to say. What were you going to say? How funny it is that we are counselors. Oh, hey, how funny it is. <laughs> but you started laughing, so I let you laugh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways. Anyway. We were just, again, we don't think about the podcast, and we're like, okay, what are we going to talk about, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord? And, um, effective communication and it's just so hilarious 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 that we are counselors and this is episode 127 and we never talked about communication 127 been doing this for (laughs) what over two years now (laughs) and now we're bringing to you how to effectively communicate when we clearly (laughs) non-affected effectively communicated it's so funny that's funny hey we're flawed people yeah you know Okay, so let me just back up, though. Um, can I start the podcast off with, hey? Yeah, what's wrong with that? No, I guess it's not right. Because that's what I would do. I would go, hey, Naomi. I know, I've been around you too long. <sighs> if I wasn't around, <laughs> you wouldn't know what to do. I know. I keep the, you know, I keep the moxie in the friendship. What's that mean? I need to Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways. Um, Anywho. Don't start that. No, do not. You know who says that. Yeah. Our no. good friend. No, don't. Always. Anywho. No, don't. <laughs> this is so funny. I have never once said that word in my whole entire life. Me neither. In Anywho. The, girl. Girl. And the reason why... <laughs> This is so funny is because I started to listen to this podcast about a husband and wife. Uh-huh. You know my little family. Yeah. On, well, they have a Just How Married Are You. Uh-huh. And my husband listens to it, and the wife always says, Anywho. anywho and it, when he first started listening to it, all he ever was saying was, Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> and I'm with the attitude and everything. And I'm like, Tammy says that. She does. Calling you out, Tammy. Calling you out, girl. Calling you out, girl. Stop saying anywho. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, But yeah, I. It's funny. It's kind of like saying whatever or anyways or, right? I just think there is no Google for anywho. I think so. I can't Google it. (laughs) Anywho is pretty funny, actually. Don't you start saying it. I'm gonna get a shirt. It's gonna say anywho with a question mark. Carol, you better not. You know I make a t-shirt out of anything. I know. I'm glad you can't make t-shirts on your own. 
Anywho. You would, yeah, you would go overboard. I would. You'd have a new t-shirt for every day. Every day. <laughs> Stop. For sure. <laughs> oh. I listen to what people say because I'm like, oh, that would make a great t-shirt. Let me just put the world on the t on a t-shirt. No, no. That's, that's. Okay, anyway, Tammy, stop. we're not making any who a t-shirt. No, we're because not. Because Naomi's against it. Yes, I am. So. Yes, I am. I veto that off. That's <sighs> wow. a no. That's effective, a negative. Effective communication. Oh, okay. Is that what we're doing? Oh, what are we doing here? Are we resolving conflict? Yeah, because I said no, we're not going to do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> wow, that sounds one-sided. Yeah, you know what that falls under? Fight to win. And that is a bad way to respond to conflict. Yeah, it is. And um, why do we feel like we have to just win all the time? It's not about winning. No. It's about coming together in harmony. Yes, we should always uh, lovingly resolve. And I use this a lot in, in counseling <clears throat> because there's always going to be conflict in our life. Always. always. There's always going to be those tough conversations we have to have, but we really, there's a right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. And when I go over these ways that people react to conflict, we usually fall in one of the three categories that we should not fall into. Yeah. I'm speaking to myself too. And it's kind of a, it's a wake up call uh, because I think we don't really stop and think about we don't ever stop and think about how do I react to conflict? Mm -hmm. That's not a normal thing to process, but it's really good to. Yeah, for sure. And I even remember asking my husband, okay, out of these four, where am I? Who am I? What do I do? And so mm -hmm. it's a good thing to ask someone that you're close to out of these four, how do you respond to conflict? So there are four mm -hmm. and the first one is fight to win that I mm -hmm. mentioned and this description says, now let me just uh, reference that I learned this in my um, communication class. Communication class. So I got to give credit to ICM College. Yes. Their class was called Effective Communication and Conflict Resolution. Yes. So I will give the same credit because I got my notes here from that class too. Yes. And uh, again, I use this in counseling a lot <clears throat> and I go over the four ways. So the first one's fight to win. It means Arguing to win is the I win, you lose, or I'm right, you're wrong position. This person seeks to dominate the other person. Personal relationships take second place to the need to triumph. Mm. So start mm. to think, where, where, where are you falling in these categories? The mm -hmm. next one is withdrawal. Yeah. This person seeks to avoid discomfort at all costs, saying, I'm uncomfortable, so I'll get out. Yep. This person sees no hope of resolving the conflict or lacks the strength to confront it. Many times this person copes by using the dreaded silent treatment. Yeah, this is shutdown. Mm -hmm. The shutdown mode. And you can the see. The avoider. Yeah, nothing gets resolved. No, because there's nothing. I mean, you got to have a conversation between two it, people. It takes two, right. Yeah. The third one is yield. This person assumes it's far better to go along with the other person's demands than risk a confrontation. Rather than risk another argument, whatever you wish is fine. So they kind of just throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. To this person, the need to feel safe is more important than resolving the problem. Mm, that's never good either. 
So I what, mean, it's good to feel safe, but if you can't resolve, it's just going to lead to some resentment. Yeah, because it's yes. just going to pile up over the over time if you never resolve something yeah if you yield to what the other person wants all the time and yeah. you're not speaking out your needs yeah then you are on your own stacking up resentment over this yeah, person are. but you've done that to yourself right um and i feel like some people fall in this category that have kind of lost their voice absolutely over time mm -hmm. you know they have um whether it be from fear or they're just not tired feeling, of the fight, yeah, just kind of giving up, or uh, it always turns into an argument, and they don't know how to effectively communicate to where they just again they don't they don't have the fight. But in a way, it's almost kind of lying to the other person and deceiving the other person that you're okay with it, mm -hmm. like to just say, "Oh, okay, whatever you wish is fine." Yeah, whatever you want to do is fine. Yeah, but inside you're it's, just mad. It's, it's a lie. Yeah, you're lying to yourself and the yeah. other person. Yeah. You're not being transparent. Right, right. And you're not speaking honesty. Right. Um, and, and you can see in all three of these, they are putting more value on something else rather than the relationship as one of them stated. So... You know, in every single category of these, fight to win, withdrawal, and yield, something else is superior to the relationship than, than the relationship. You. Yes. And I think that if you keep that in the forefront of your mind, that I value this relationship more than I do my discomfort of being comfortable, or I value this relationship more than just winning, mm -hmm. or I value this a relationship more than um, just you know, not being honest and speaking out. If you keep that in the forefront, I feel like that will give you the strength to try to lovingly resolve and to speak up and to say truth. So here's the fourth one, which is where we all want to be and strive towards, which is lovingly resolve. This says, this person wants to commit to resolve the conflict by taking steps to carefully and sensitively discuss the issue. Resolving a conflict requires a special attitude, one of humility, of placing the relationship at a higher priority than the conflict itself. This person values relationship more than winning or losing, escaping or feeling comfortable. And so um, I, you know, we usually so often have to help people walk through a conflict before they actually do it and so I usually come to this and and I my first question is always do you want to resolve the or restore the relationship and so when they say yes because there are reasons where you don't want to restore is if it's a toxic relationship and it's been repetitive hurt over and over and you've tried to point this out lovingly and there's been no changes over and over that then becomes toxic yeah. But if my client says, yes, I want to resolve this com this conflict that I have, I, I always do tell people that you want to come in low, in a low posture, which is what this is saying, is have humility by saying, starting in with, 
hey, I, I want to talk to you about something because I value our relationship and I know there's a little bit of division or distance or ucky feelings between us and I value you more than that. And I want to, you might start off by saying, I apologize that I may have made you feel disregarded or whatever the issue may be mm -hmm. or unimportant or not valued. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. But let's talk about kind of where I was coming from and I want you to be able to explain where you were coming from. And that's a good opener into resolving the conflict because I'm coming in low. I'm saying I'm sorry for my part. Take note. Yep. I'm take not note. I'm not I'm not saying sorry for something that I didn't do. Right. But I am saying sorry that I made them feel a certain way. Because in most times when I'm listening to a client and they're explaining to me what had happened, they really didn't do anything wrong. Nine times out of 10, it's miscommunication. It is miscommunication. It's miscommunication. And so it's not saying, hey, I'm sorry because I did A, B, and C, unless you did A, B, and C. Um, it's saying, I'm sorry I made you feel this way. Mm -hmm. And you take ownership and responsibility that someone felt disregarded or unimportant or unloved or unworthy or brushed off or yeah. what or offended or whatever it may be right you can say i'm sorry i made you feel that way because bottom line you don't want to make that loved person feel any of those you don't want to make the person you love feel offended or disregarded or unloved or right any of those mm -hmm. so you can say i'm sorry i made you feel that way yeah makes sense yeah um what do you got? I've seen you script, uh, looking up some scriptures. Well, I was just, I was trying to remember a specific scripture in Romans, but I don't have that uh, in front of me. But I think this is a great lead into effective communication because after we have figured out this, the four common ways people react to conflict, I think it's good to go over to resolving the conflict and you have to with resolving conflict, you have to communicate. Yeah. I mean, and again, the whole goal is to resolve the conflict and to live in peace. That's what the Lord asks us to do mm -hmm. and to be in harmony with other people. So, like we said earlier, if you don't resolve conflict, then the next thing that comes along is going to seem bigger than what it was and if yeah. you don't resolve that now you got two things stacked on top of each other and then a third thing comes and then finally something so ridiculous as you know and i always say this this example something so ridiculous is how the other person has put the toilet paper on the roll they've done it in a way that you don't like it it's just gonna all blow up mm-hmm and it's kind of like how if you don't resolve conflict, what you're doing is what we call compounding. Yeah. You're compounding yeah. one thing on top, of, on top another. of another, on top of another, on top of another. And then something so minor may happen, but you explode. But because the other person doesn't know, you compounded yeah. four things Yeah, on top of the And that's milk. your fault as well, because you have not communicated back to the yielding. Yes you've not communicated that something is bothering you. Yes. You, you especially as married people, mm -hmm. or you've got kids in the house or whatever, family members, whatever it is, whatever the situation, mm -hmm. you have a right to say how you're feeling about something. Mm -hmm. Yes. And like you said, 
more times than none, it's there's miscommunication or somebody has assumed something that shouldn't be assumed. Right. And that leads to ugliness. Yes. So why don't you just talk about it? Yeah. So let's... And a good thing to remember is don't talk about it in the heat that you're mad oh, at no. the moment. No, no, What no. you need to do is wait until there's a, like a a calm space yeah. that you guys are good and you're like, hey, I just want to mention something to you because I always say this, you may not be aware that you're doing this, but when you do it, it makes me feel mm -hmm. A, B, and C. But can I also add too, especially for married people, don't have this conversation when you're laying your head on the pillow. Yeah. That's never a good idea. I just never have seen good outcome with that. I'm going to share something because it just happened recently. I noticed that when I did lay, when we were laying down, getting ready to go to bed and talking about something, because I'm a facial person, mm -hmm. it helped me for him to not see my facial responses because mm -hmm. we were in the dark. Mm -hmm. So there was a time where it was like, oh, this really saved this from becoming a bigger conflict mm -hmm. because he couldn't see my face I was able to like <clears throat> because that is one of the keys where you get ready to go over the keys to effective communication um well I thought we would kind of go over the resolve conflict and lead over to your keys I don't think I have those keys oh okay oh yeah I do have keys do you have keys yeah okay because that is the number one nonverbal skills mm. your body language your eye contact, mm -hmm. that is also another way of communicating. Oh yeah, for sure. And if you don't keep your emotions in, in control. Check. Yeah. So I do tell a lot of people um, that are emotional feely is that I want you to take your emotions and set them to the side. I don't want you to ignore them, but I right. want you to just set them to the side during the conversation and just stick to the facts. Yeah. Like I literally, and I did steal this from my, my daughter, <laughs> my youngest one, so I'm giving her credit, little Allie, um, because we're emotional people, is that as someone's talking to me, I will say in my head, stick to the facts. Mm -hmm. And I repeat it over and over silently as right. I'm listening because it allows me to not get emotional. And what I found is if you're talking to someone that is usually very um, direct, Mm -hmm. and they're talking to a sensitive person, that could just trigger your oh emotions right then and there. Yeah. But what I found is when you let the person continue to talk, they start to soften it, and then you're starting to understand because they're explaining it a little more. They're direct, and there's the punch. Yeah. But then they go, as you be silent, mm -hmm. don't react, and you just sit there and listen to the facts. They usually more comes out to where it's softened. Does that right. you know, make sense? Yeah. And then at the end, you're like, oh, okay, because I was starting to feel this, and you were able to express your emotions, but mm. you were able to get through that communication without your emotions taking control. Stick to the facts. Yeah, for sure. Listen to the facts. Um, we want to talk about the resolve conflict real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Which the number one thing is to communicate, which, you know. Yeah. Maybe we just do this. Maybe we just stick to, to resolve that conflict. We're going to communicate and let's just go over the keys. Yeah, that's a good idea. And um, then maybe we'll do another podcast on the rest of them. 
Yeah, so let's see. Um, some keys to effective communication, nonverbal skills. So keep your body language because it's so funny. We'll be sitting in counseling and we can, you know, obviously we're, we're looking at our uh -huh. clients and I can tell when sometimes they're like, they don't like what I'm saying. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I will I, say, you're not happy with me right now, are you? I have. And it's just in their face. Oh yeah. In their face yeah. or then they wiggle in their chair and then they cross their arms and or yeah. when you have a married couple in there and one's rolling their eyes as, oh as the, the rolling of the eyes as the spouse is talking i could do an, a whole I'm podcast like, on the rolling of the eyes right that is such <laughs> a verbal communicating yeah way of telling such someone something disapproval yes so you've got to keep that in check yeah and believe me i'm talking to myself on this one um, yeah, because she's got the eye roll, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> what? What? I think I've gotten better at that. Yeah, I think you have. Okay. Maybe. Wow. We're, we're going to move on. Okay. Um, excitement. 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 If you're enthused about your subject, you will engage your audience. So, like, if, if you're excited about something that they're saying, then you should share that. That's a way of effectively communicating. Match what they're saying. And, you know, there's another part to that, though. That person you're communicating to, hopefully, if that person knows good communication, they will respond to your excitement because nothing is more than a downer than somebody who is excited about something. Yeah. They want to tell their loved one, and they're like, hey, let me tell you this. Guess what happened to me today? da 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 and then the other one goes, oh, yeah. Falls completely <laughs> flat. It does. And then it's like, okay. You, you got to remember that you want, you want this loved one to come and tell you things. Yeah. Like a lot of times, and what I've noticed even in counseling, that I'm saying, hey, your responses is doing the opposite of what you want. Yeah. Your responses are causing your spouse to not want to share with you. And that's the opposite of what you want. You yeah. want, so you gotta keep your responses and your reaction, your re responses, I don't like to say reaction because we shouldn't react. Your responses in check. How am I engaged in this conversation? Yeah. Um, clarity. Are you clearly expressing your main point? Oh my goodness. This is and a this big is, one. This is for, for women because most men just want the down and dirty edition. They don't want a lot of explanation. They just want bottom line. It's so funny because I just had a client that he had a, a scenario over the weekend. I text him back and he said, okay, so the response I got from her was, yeah, that's fine. He goes, am I overthinking that? Because when a woman says it's fine, sometimes it doesn't mean it's fine. Yeah, that word, and, and fine, it, is and I never like, good. I responded with laughing, and I said, I apologize on behalf of all women because we do do that, and mm -hmm. we should not. Mm -hmm. We should not say, that's fine, that's when fine. we are not fine with it. Nope. That is not having clarity. No, it isn't. And fine is such a... Oh gosh, not that good, word, it is it's not, not good, you know what, I think all women, all women in the whole entire universe should take the word fine yes. out of their vocabulary. Yes. 
because yes. that is so unfair. It really is unfair to our spouses and people we. I would have rather you say, with. "Nah, it's okay," because then that kind of opens the door a crack for for the uh, for your husband or the other person to say, "Are you sure it's okay?" Yeah, maybe after this podcast is over, stop and think about how can I communicate what feels good for me to respond when instead of saying fine. Find your words that feel better and that will replace the word of fine. Is it, um, let me think about that, or I'm unsure about that. Yeah, give me a minute. Or, yeah. Give me me a minute. Let me... Let me marinate on that for a second. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever your words are, just to get rid of fine. 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 It's oh, ugly. It I is know. ugly because mm-hmm. you're really putting the emphasis on that letter F. And our poor men are thinking, uh, just like that poor client. Yeah. Is she okay. fine? Are or you is she really not fine? fine? Or are you not fine? Yeah. Fine just leaves people in limbo. Yes. Yeah. So let's not use it. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay, what's the Empathy. next one? Empathy. Man, that's a big one, too. You need to care about the feelings mm. of the listener mm-hmm. and what what you're communicating. And also kind of think about their perspective. It's so helpful. It's so helpful before you even go into a conflict to think about how the other person's perspective may be. Let's yeah. stop. Let's get out of our shoes. Yeah. Put ourselves in their shoes. Is there any validity to it? Is there mm-hmm. anything valid? Is there anything that I may have done wrong if I was on their side? Right. Uh, and empathy is exactly that, and feeling what the other person feels. Yeah. So I know a lot of men don't have empathy, yeah. but it can be learned. Yeah. And how I try to explain it to people that don't have empathy or that the spouse is trying to uh, help your spouse have empathy is paint the picture is what I call it. Yeah, absolutely. Paint the picture in detail. You can't just say, hey, that really hurt my feelings. Because somebody with no empathy is like, what? So? I mean, what do you mean? Yeah. I don't understand how it hurt your feelings. How in the world did that hurt your feelings? You have to paint the picture and say, hey, when when you were talking badly in front of these, my, our friends, it hurt my feelings because it made it feel like you were belittling me. I felt like you were devaluing me. I felt embarrassed. Yeah. I felt shamed. Yeah. You got to go into that big picture. You got to use adjectives. Yes. To you describe. Have to be, yes. You have to describe that and you have to be like, just, I know you wouldn't want me to do that to you. Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to help them yeah. gain that empathy. Um, sincerity. Be yourself. No acting or masks. Yeah. Be sincere. Be don't honest. Use, don't use the word fine. Yeah. For definitely. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Appropriate tone. Ooh, Ooh, that's a big one. Tone has always been my problem. I was born with a bad tone. Oh. Seriously. My, my mom, she would tell me all the time, your tone is out of control. Yeah. If there's yes. any young ones listening, has yeah. your parents ever said... No tone. Yeah, you're, let's cut the tone. You're raising your voice, or you're you're getting out of line. Uh huh. Or you're sounding disrespectful. And that's something your tone. something that is really bad. It's a combination eye roll and tone. Mm-hmm. Two bad things. Yes. Let's not use that. 
Yeah, and it says here um, a harsh tone will cause the listener to be on the defense. Oh, yeah. So when you get your listener at that point, they're not listening to you. No. Let me repeat myself. If you are using a tone and raising your voice, the walls are up, the mm -hmm. defense is up, and mm -hmm. they checked out. There will be no lovingly resolving. And you know conflict. what? I have to also add this too because some people they've been um, they've been traumatized in their childhood with coming up with with parents or family members that just screamed all the time. Yeah. And so if you're having a discussion with your spouse and either one of you are screaming and the other one is triggered by that, you are going to get nowhere. Mm -hmm. So you got to be aware of that because... Mm -hmm. And then sometimes people think that that's normal because they were raised in that environment right. and they think it's normal and then they repeat that. That yeah. they think they have to be loud and over-empowering mm -hmm. to be able to get their point across. But yeah. that is so opposite. Yeah. Because when I've implemented pause, pray, and respond. When things started to get heated, again, nobody's listening. But when I took that second to like invite the Lord into the storm, mm. I paused and then I responded, man, the whole atmosphere changed. Yeah. And what it felt like is like, woof, I'm, I, I do have control because I yeah. controlled my emotions. Yeah. The loud, big, and bad tone person does mm -hmm. not have any control. Yeah. There's no control there. Yes. For sure. Um, do you think we have time to get through these last four? Mm. Or should we kind of... Why don't we just stop right there? Because this is really good. Yeah, we don't want to rush through it. Because I, like I like the information. Plus, I want to go back through the other three resolve, resolving conflict yeah, points. Yeah, that's really good. And, th and there's also some stuff on here that we want to um, talk to you about in regards to being a, uh, a good listener and what mm -hmm. some of the, some skills it's kind of or some traits that we're going to go through will give you a good idea if you're a poor listener oh yeah and I've done this with some people and they're like oh my goodness I'm I'm not being a good listener mm -hmm. and a lot of that can be part of the conflict becoming a bigger conflict and that's an, a big key point of resolving conflict is you have to be a good listener for yeah. there to be, for it to move you to action to change, which whatever the conflict is. So right, yeah, we're gonna do a part two to this. So we hope you uh, picked up some good things so far, and we will pick up on more of these um, tips, tips, good tips, on effective communication, and give you a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. On a part two. Look at that. We didn't even know we we're going to do a part two. Right. And now we are. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Alrighty. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.